a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Welcome back to Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, and we are broadcasting live from the campus of Southern Utah University. We're at the Michael O. Levitt Center for Politics and Public Service in preparation for tonight's second congressional debate, uh, which I will be moderating. You can listen to that live on KSL News Radio at 6 p.m. tonight, and it will be a, a great conversation. Uh, of course, we'll have Nick Mitchell, who's the Democratic challenger. Cassie Easley from the Constitution Party and the incumbent Republican Chris Stewart will all be on the stage with us for a conversation on a wide range of topics. Uh, we won't give you a hint at what those are just yet. Uh, but we are here at the Michael O. Levitt Center for Politics and Public Service and uh, really pleased to be joined by one of the students, uh, Jacob Gunderson, a student here at SUU. Jacob, welcome to the program. Oh, thanks for having me. Well, the uh, the Levitt Center here uh, is an extraordinary one in that it's, uh, it is focused uh, not just on the politics of it all, but really is a center that's uh, designed uh, around some critical pillars in terms of leadership, uh, citizenship, research, and service. Uh, tell us about your experience in engaging with the center and uh, and what's happening here on campus. Uh, hey, thanks for having me. I got involved with the Levitt Center because they have a fantastic internship program. Uh, so I, I got involved to learn what my opportunities were here. I knew that I'm studying political science uh, and I wanted to capitalize on that degree by by doing a political internship uh, and one of the things that the SU uh, Center for Public Politics and Public Service is uh, is they organize all government internships yeah. so my first uh, year here at SU I did an internship at the Utah State Capitol nice. which I had a great time di uh, doing I shadowed a legislator for the 45-day legislative period and you and, lived to tell about it and I lived to tell about <laughs> it and I, I loved it too and so I, I became a fellow, uh, signed up to help with the team, uh, and then I just got back from another internship in Washington, D.C. Uh, I spent spring semester uh, with the U.S. Senate, and I had a fantastic time out there, so signed up again to become a fellow, and now I'm, now I'm here helping out with the, the congressional debates. So Wonderful. Those internship programs are so important. I know as a former chief of staff, uh, the interns do a lot of the hard work and heavy lifting uh, in dealing with constituent services and a lot of the things that, that happen there. Uh, it's interesting, SUU is a little different from a lot of the other universities here in the state of Utah in that the, the Levitt Center is really all student-driven, student-led. Uh, tell us about the experience in terms of what is actually happening in the, in the Levitt Center. Well, it's pretty incredible. Uh, we have a pretty awesome team. Uh, we've got a great executive council who, um, specifically with internships, we've got a student who makes inroads with the offices and organizes that, which is pretty incredible. Uh, particularly since other schools seem to have a staff member who does that. We, we've got a student that, that builds in roads and passes that on at student yeah. run. Uh, we plan all of our student events um, and host them, obviously, uh, which is a lot of fun. And I think it creates um, a big presence on campus to have um, staff, you know, our, our staff, quote unquote, be walking around on college campus in our, yeah. in our classrooms, uh, as well as it's a lot of fun. And it provides a great opportunity for students to get involved here. Yeah. To, have an opportunity to help out. 
Yeah, that's great. And uh, it, it's so. I was actually texting with uh, the former governor, Mike Levitt. Uh, we took a little selfie here in front of the board, and uh, he said it's always good to hang with the cool kids. So uh, we're glad to be here at the, the Levitt Center today. Uh, as you're listening to a lot of your colleagues uh, here on campus, we know uh, one of the staples on every campus and here at SUU as well is pizza and politics. So just I don't know if it's just the two peas go together or just good food always brings good people in. Uh, tell us about some of the conversations that you've been having here at the Levitt Center. Uh, what, what's the feel on campus? You have such a diverse group of students on campus. Uh, give us some perspective there. Well, we also get a diverse range of opinions. Yeah. Uh, and like you said, it's good to have pizza. It gets people in good spirits, which is nice <laughs> when you're talking about controversial issues. Um, but we get a wide variety of people, um, and we have prepare a small presentation. Uh, we're nonpartisan, um, so we'll choose a topic, uh, like, say, inflation, something that's been in the news cycle, yeah. uh, define it maybe for students, um, and then offer them some, uh, some food for thought and some questions. And then give students the opportunity to stand up and make civil remarks about a, a political topic, um, and then hear responses, hear other opinions, um, and... Basically, we, we've got a pretty cool opportunity where you can voice your political opinion next to someone who completely disagrees with you, and it's civil, yeah. which is particularly impressive for me among college students. You, like, it seems that we, we, we seem to be kind of volatile in our, our political discourse. It's nice to have level heads um, and hear a wide range of opinions. Yeah, articulate. yeah I love that, and uh, I think that's such an important part of the process is to be able to have those conversations uh, and uh, we always say it's not about disagreeing less, it's about disagreeing better. And I, I love that you do the the side-by-side -side and let people just have that opportunity to share and to get curious as to, I wonder why she thinks that way, or I wonder why he thinks that's the best solution uh, is, is so important. So as you, as you look at some of your, uh, your counterparts, uh, what are the issues that are really weighing on the college campus in terms of what are the, what's the high-priority issue? Well, we, uh, we seem to circle back to money all the time. Uh, housing, <laughs> or the lack thereof, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, no kidding. Uh, housing is a big one, uh, uh -huh. and as, as well as wages. Um, but I think that is also in the wake of COVID-19. So, I yeah. mean, we're, we're not par particularly feeling that more than anyone else. But, you know, that, that is something that we, we hear a, a lot in, as we attend Pizza and Politics is we could get paid more, you know, is, is, it seems to be the mood. But... Uh, that's good. Let me ask you real quick before we go uh, to break. Uh, as, what's the one thing you wish that the the current people in Washington, D.C., uh, I would call them older, but that would make me old, uh, so I won't classify them that way, but what do you wish they understood better about your generation? Uh, that's an interesting question. I, I think there is a strong disconnect uh, between the old and the young, which I, I hate to say that sounds calloused, but... There, there seems to be a general mood that younger people can't connect with their legislators. Mm -hmm. And I think that reaching out on college campuses like we're doing right now is a fantastic yeah. way to bridge that gap. And I, I would like to see continued connections like that between college campuses and political offices because we, we obviously think about politics all the time. We major yeah. in it, right? And so we, we've got lots of ideas, and we, we love to work with, with our legislators. So. Yeah, and then just real quick, I'm going to squeak, squeak in one more because we can. Uh, so you've had the opportunity to intern at the Utah State Legislature. You've been back in Washington, D.C., in the Senate office as well. What's one thing that you wish your peers understood about kind of the behind-the-scenes and the, the process, the work of those legislators? Well, they're busy. So one voice is easy to get lost in the the white noise of mm. everyone's yelling but if you sit down with your community and say let's write a petition let's start writing letters let's start a campaign you can say 
among your community, let's let's ha- we let's focus on one issue, and then we can bring that to our legislator. That is something that is super powerful if you can get a community issue that says we've got a whole community that's complaining about this pothole. Like let's format a campaign and, and do it versus just one person calling in every every day. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. That coming together and getting the getting the things done, raising that voice together is powerful. Jacob Gunnerson, uh, part of the Michael O. Levitt Center for Politics and Public Service, we're broadcasting live from the center today in preparation for tonight's second congressional debate here on the campus of Southern Utah University. Uh, Jacob Gunnerson, you're a natural at this. We're going to have you back, and uh, you got a lot to do in the in the future. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thank you very much. All right, we'll step aside for bottom of the hour news. Much more to come from the Michael O. Levitt Center for Politics and Public Service on the campus of SUU as we march our way towards 6 o'clock in tonight's debate. Stay with us. We'll be right back. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold season three, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.